Hello and a big warm welcome to you. My name is Marion Rose and in this podcast I want to talk about helping our children stay centred in themselves. Now I'm sure many times you've thought about what you most want for your child. What do you want for them in their experience growing up? How do you want them to, what resources do you want them to have as, as an adult? And I wonder if one of them is that you want them to feel really centred in themselves. And what does centred in themselves mean? It means really connected with the deepest part of themselves, isn't it? Who they really are. Centred, and actually I'm going to talk a little bit more about where where I got the topic of this from, is because today I went to a pottery workshop with my daughter. She's 16, and she asked me if I'd go on this workshop. She hasn't done pottery on a wheel before. I don't think I have. I may have done it at school many, many, many years ago, once. But So both of us were new to, to pottery on the wheel. Now, I don't know if you've ever done pottery on a wheel, but what I got from the experience was when you put the clay on the wheel and, you, and I put my hands on the clay, my experience was that what's showing up, what was showing up in the pot was entirely a reflection of my own centeredness within myself. So any um, unbalancedness in my body or my posture or when feelings were bubbling up or unhelpful thoughts were bubbling up, those were the times I, two pots wobbled off and, and were very wobbly. The rest of them, I found that when I was really focused on being centered in myself, in my body, in a state of presence within me, then the pots were centered. And... I was sitting opposite my daughter and I was watching her and there was a whole group of adults and really watching her seeing right from the beginning all her pots were scented they were she was calm and relaxed there she you know out of everyone there hers were the most centered they were the most even they were, you know she clearly felt very comfortable in in doing this and the teacher mentioned said that too you know it's not competition but if there was a competition she's won the competition so no I'm not really into competitions or winning or losing but you know it's really that observation of ah this is so interesting seeing this reflection of her centeredness and my experience of her is that she's incredibly centered she knows what she wants and she doesn't want she's um, she's very in herself And I do want to say that I've done many things as a parent that I regret um, and would prefer not to have done. And there are things that I haven't done that I would have loved to. But there are certain things that I I have done, and not all the time, but I've done lots of. Um, One was, and particularly in her younger years, one was um, listening to her needs, particularly for closeness and choice. And one was listening to her feelings, lots and lots of big feelings when she was little. And another was um, not using punishments or rewards. Yes, there have been many times where I've got frustrated or my own old hurts have come up, which I call sweet spots, and I've responded to her way in ways I don't enjoy and then apologised and repaired. But I've never deliberately aimed to use punishments or rewards or judgments or shaming. Yes, sometimes it's come out in more subtle ways when I felt powerless but I haven't ever used those as deliberate tools or strategies and I've always aimed 
again aimed and I'm certainly not perfect in any way shape or form whatever perfect is but I've really aimed to follow her own inner barometer and really trust her in terms of what her body wants and doesn't want around things like food and hobbies and interests and those kinds of things so those are things I've I've aimed to do and as I say many times have done things I don't enjoy and being grumpy and frustrated and many 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 times apologize but anyway I just wanted to give that as a little foundation and what I've really seen is and this showed up even more actually when she was younger and I love to share a couple of stories so I really remember when she was about six and my son was about four and through doing these things that I'm talking about I remember we'd go to restaurants with their dad and I who we're not married anymore so it's my ex-husband and I and the two children we go to restaurants and generally we didn't go all that often but generally when we go they would sit and they'd be calm and they'd be relaxed and they'd eat the food and they'd be very present and very very centered there and waiters or waitresses would often say oh they're so well behaved and I put well behaved in inverted commas because I don't really enjoy that term and I kind of slightly chuckle to myself although not because I tend to think oh those those waiters and waitresses have probably thought we've done plenty of telling them how to behave how we want them to behave at the restaurant and punishments and rewards and training them to be these these well-behaved in inverted commas children and really what had happened is usually that day usually one or both of them um, not so much my daughter at six but but still sometimes had had a big cry and we'd listened lovingly and we'd we'd heard their feelings and they'd let the big big feelings out and it was that that enabled them to be so centered present calm relaxed I talk about the three C's or the ten C's that our true nature and a child's true nature is the, the three are connected cooperative contributing and there are a whole load more there are another seven more which include things like calm um, and concentrating those kinds of things another example that pops up is that we go into shops again when they're two and six and three and seven those kinds of ages particularly if it was like um, I remember one particular shop in the nearby town we'd sometimes go to for birthday presents and things and there would be lots of delicate objects and I'd see the the shop person kind of tensing up seeing two young children come in and then kind of watching because you know my children again were very um, able to really hold things delicately and um, what they'd often end up doing is actually all, all rearranging things well, not rearranging but you know if things weren't in order in the in the shop they'd, they'd put things back in order things that had been moved out of order they would put them back in order again very very centered in their bodies and what their bodies uh, and their bodies relationship to other people and other things they knew exactly they they because they were in themselves they knew how to touch things in ways that you know things wouldn't get broken they didn't ever pretty much never would break things or drop things or trip over or because they were centered in themselves now I don't usually do podcasts like this because um 
Now, there are plenty of things my children, uh, over the years, they've had painful experiences, such as with the divorce of their dad and I. And, you know, there are many, they're not poster children anymore. They actually used to be. And the other thing, as I know, is that I, I was going through a really hard time, again, after the divorce. And I had a friend at the time who was having a really wonderful time with her children. And she would talk to me quite often about how wonderful everything was and all these things that her children were doing. And I would find it so, um, so, so, so painful because it was so the opposite of what I was experiencing at that time. So I generally avoid talking like this because I know that some of you who are listening may be having a really painful time. Maybe a child's hitting or biting or constantly um, hitting their brother or you're just having a really, really challenging time. And I think sometimes it'd be so painful and hard to hear when other parents are having an enjoyable time. So if you're in that place, I want to let you know I send you so much compassion. I've really experienced really hard things in my own parenting journey, particularly at that time. And this is more of an invitation to see um, to see a different frame of reference to children than what is often seen. You know, I think we often see children as, you know, their true nature is kind of, a, I don't know, kind of uncoordinated and just a bit, um, I don't really know the words to use, but you know what I mean. And we kind of need to train them to to be, the, be in inverted commas, polite and in inverted commas, kind. But my experience is actually the opposite, and this is what I stand for, which is that our true nature as human beings is love, is connection, compassion, cooperation, calm, concentrating. And what often gets in the way of this centeredness, which is being centered in ourselves, is a few different things. And I do want to let you know that it's really normal and natural in this model for children to also have times where they're running wild and free or they're having big cries and tantrums or they're running around playing at 7 p.m. when you really want them to go to bed but really understanding what I'm talking about in a little while might really help um, if you're not familiar with this approach which is really based on aware parenting by Aletha Salter PhD which is really understanding that what takes children off center and us off center too are a few different things but really it's what makes us leave ourselves in the present moment. It's what makes us um, leave our experiences, our body, our, our own barometer, our own capacity to, to be really here in the present moment in relation to whatever we're in relation to, whether it's another person or an animal or the environment we're in or objects, that there are certain things that take us out of that which make us leave and there are certain things like um, unmet needs particularly ongoing accumulated unmet needs because when that happens children babies adults will have feelings that will build up and build up and build up and if they're not getting to express those feelings and if they're not getting those needs met then they're going to need to do things to to disconnect from their present moment ongoing experience so they do all these certain certain kinds of things which will take them away from being in their center another thing which is related to that is basically accumulated unexpressed hurts from painful or overwhelming experiences in the past and this is where i bring in that thing about the 
you know, the waiter and the waitresses. What helps children stay in centre is paradoxically is being in those really big feelings and being really met and seen and heard and held and loved in them. So, you know, the two-year-old or the, the four-year-old has a big cry or a big tantrum or a big rage. As long as they're not hurting anyone, they're not hitting, they're not throwing things. They have a, they have a big rage and they let all these feelings out and we're there with them listening and say, I'm right here with you, sweetheart. I'm right here. I'm listening. Yeah, I see you. I see that you're upset, whatever it is, or you're so frustrated, aren't you? I'm right here, I'm listening. The paradox is the more they can let those flow through them, because that's, again, them being centered in themselves, they're, being, they're, they're letting those big old feelings come out through them, the more the rest of the time they're in a centered space. They're able to feel where their body is in relation to space. They're not tripping up over things or knocking into people. They're able to concentrate and make eye contact and cooperate because they're in the in themselves because those feelings have been let out, let through them. Whereas the more they need to hold on to those, the more they learn from us in all kinds of ways, to have loads of compassion for ourselves, they learn them from us. The more they're holding on to feelings, the and and they're kind of holding on around themselves and in their bodies, the less they're able to be in the present moment, in their own centre because they're needing to do a lot of stuff with these feelings. Another thing that can take us off center is um, external judgment or punishment or shaming. And as adults, that can also be internal because what we do is we internalize that as children and then we do it to ourselves unless we shift that, which we certainly can. And again, those that shaming or the judgment and the punishment leads to internal pain, emotional pain. And it also means that children will, will be in places where they're not going to be in their centre because they've, been, they've learned that being in themselves, there's something wrong with that or there's something they shouldn't do or there's something bad about them. So they're going to need to, to, to come off centre, to come out of their centre in order to avoid the pain of more shame or more judgment or more punishment. And the other thing is something that I've mentioned already about their own inner barometer being overridden. So if they're consistently made to eat things that their bodies are telling them that doesn't suit them or um, you know, really not being listened to in really clear ways. And by the way, this doesn't mean you need to be permissive and say yes to everything. But it does mean honoring our children's barometer. And, and if we need to say no, which we will need to say no many times to their preferences and their requests, but we can say it in um, what I talk about, loving limits. So you can uh, see elsewhere in my work around loving limits. But we can say no in a way that's compassionate, in a way that listens to their preferences and listens to their disappointments and their sadnesses and their frustrations so that they can still stay connected with those. It doesn't mean we need to say yes every time, but it does mean that we aim to be aware of those preferences and their own barometer that what their own body and what it gets called to and what it gets pushed away from so those are a few of the things that can really take us our children and us off center and and that's why doing the opposite of those things can help them re remain more in their center as they grow up so they're more connected to themselves because their needs are being generally met they learn to 
they internalize that. They learn to honor their own needs and listen to them, which keeps them in their center. Ah, oh, this is what I need. Ah, oh, okay. Rather than in to deny or shut off or repress those needs. Listening to their feelings, though, because they've learned, they've experienced having their feelings listened to. So A, they don't have so many accumulated. And B, they can again listen to their feelings empathically, which, which means... Ah, I'm feeling sad and I'm feeling disappointed. They can stay in their centre. Uh, and again, the less we judge or shame or punishment, punish them, the less they will need to internalise any of that. So again, instead of I shouldn't do this or I have to do that, they are in their own compassionate centre. Ah, this is what I feel called to do. Ah, I want to contribute to this person. Oh, I love this meets my values. I'm going to act in this way. And finally, staying connected to their own barometer because that barometer is being honoured and valued and met most of the time so that it can follow their own inner, unique, amazing journey, whether that's they feel called to um, you know, be an artist or be a bank manager or whatever it is, to be a footballer, that they, they get, they're able to stay connected to that. So I really wanted to pass on this sense that the way we can help our children stay centred in their own centre is by as much as possible with, with deep compassion for ourselves about how hard that can be, with getting lots of support, whatever support we need in order to do that, particularly emotional support, but really to do these things, do what we can to meet their needs, especially for connection and choice. Do what we can to listen to their feelings, especially crying and tantrums. Avoid wherever we can using judgments and punishments and shaming. And as again, as much as we can, trusting their inner barometer and knowing that there's nothing, um, you know, there's none of us are going to be able to do this all the time. And it's just doing it as much as we can that's going to make a huge difference for them. And, and the, that last thing of listening to their feelings if we do need to step over that barometer. So, thank you so much for listening. I hope you found this helpful, interesting. Um, if it resonated with you, you might want to listen to more of my podcasts. And I will see you in the next one. Bye for now.